0: Welcome to Top Fives: the Show of Everything Top Fives presented by the Sex effects. I'm Joy Parati. and I'm Sean Day. and it's been it's been over a month uh, <laughs> since we've released an episode. Um, it's entirely my fault um, and 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 other life circumstances, but we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with uh, I'm what is sure to be a truly disappointing episode <laughs> um, after so much buildup. But before we get to all of the tears, uh, Shani, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, Joey.
1: It's uh, interesting because we're actually in the same room together right now. For the first,
0: what, third time, maybe? Th- yeah, on this show, yeah. yeah. It's appropriate that after such a long hiatus... <laughs> we're here together in front of one microphone. Yes. <laughs> Two two men, one mic. Two men, one mic. I like that. That's going to be the hashtag for the episode. I like that.
1: (laughs) But uh, I'm super excited to be in Monterey and
0: podcasting in your new location, which is really cool. Yes. Have a new new home base. Uh, We're recording the show and um, very excited to have you here. I've only been here like three weeks and I was on holiday for two of those weeks. So it's, it's good to get acclimated and try to feel, try to feel at home. And it certainly helps having guests like you. (laughs) Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) Yes, it has. (laughs) But, um, just real quick for imaginary audience. So I was, uh, the reason we were on break so much is because I was in the process of moving, um, and it was a bummer of a move because we were leaving a place we loved for, for four years. Um, but it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because we have a really great place now, very close to work, uh, super cheap, and uh, a lot of space.
1: A lot of space. A lot of space. We're in interesting space right now. <laughs> we are.
0: I've, I've I've built my own man cave, so uh, I'm going to be re- recording from a man cave from now on. So <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Um <laughs> But yeah, and then as soon as we moved, we were in Europe for two weeks,
1: um, which I'm sure was fantastic. You got to see some of my family out I, there.
0: I did, uh, which was by far uh, the best part of the trip. At least for myself, uh, it was it came at the perfect time. You know, we we spent four or five days roaming around Scotland by ourselves in a foreign country, first time, and then you know to uh, see family. Really, because, you know, you and your family are, are more... We're not friends, we're family. Um, and uh, we're going on 25 years of friendship, man. Um,
1: uh, and continuing this podcast, this broadcast. Yeah,
0: we're going to have 25 years of this show. Um, even if it only ever is an imaginary audience. But um, but no, that was the, the best part, uh, seeing Uncle Uncle Sean at the train station with Leighton. Um, and later, Joanne and Tom, Katie, Henry, and your grandparents saw Joe, his girlfriend, Emily. Yes. They oh. stopped by to yeah. say hi. It was amazing. Um, so, you know, to see everybody was, was really great. And, and to feel that much at home uh, on the other side of the world was, was amazing. So thank you if you're listening uh, all the days all the days, all the days. <laughs> I can't pick and choose a favorite I like them all Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday but yeah, yeah. and then we went from there to Stratford, to Oxford to Highclere Castle, Downton Abbey um, to London and that's that's where we ended our journey there you so. go and now you're back from outer space used to, yeah, back from outer space yeah. really? back
1: in the home the new home base yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> So, but I'm excited to be back. Excited yeah. to 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 get back to business recording. Um, yes, and having some fun. Hell yeah! Yeah. Well, uh, it's kind of funny
1: because we had this conver- we had a conversation last night, Joey and I, and I was like, "Yo, dude, you gotta check out this movie, Ready Player One, because <laughs> it's awesome." And you're like, "Ah, oh, you know, I know how I feel about it." It's like, I think you should really see it. He's like, You're not gonna. I'm he's like, I'm not gonna see it until you watch Get Out. And I know we've mentioned this maybe <laughs> a couple times on the show, so I guess I'm gonna start my top five. Is very good, Joey. What are your top five kind of favorite scenes or oh, moments man. that happen in Get Out?
0: There's so many good scenes in Get Out. Um, this is good, so yeah. Um, I'm gonna stall a bit and just Yes, I, I, fi- I love that you finally watched Get Out. Um, I, I, I do want to hear your overall impressions of it, mm-hmm. um, but I'm sure that will come during your list. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I have, I have, I have zero um, intention to watch Ready Player One. No, I will check it out just for you. Um, I swear. I swear. I swear. I By I the swear. old gods and the new. Um, all right. Well, number one. Is the ending because this movie was relentless throughout? Spoilers, um, and when the cop car pulls up, you think, "Fuck!" Like this guy's gonna be a crooked cop or something, it, right? Or it's just it's it's like, you know, it's America, and you you think you know how it's gonna end. Yeah, but instead, it's his buddy, his, his TSA agent buddy, and <laughs> the, the moment of relief. And you only get that moment because the film built up such a tense narrative yeah. leading up and to if, that. Yeah, and
1: is this guy going to die? Like, is he going to really get out of this? Yeah.
0: So, that, I, I really loved that. Um, I like when he first meets the dad, I just think it's good writing. You know, like how uh, extroverted and uh, the, the dad is trying to be so genuine with him in his conversation that it is just, so phony, yeah, and, um, and the audience is almost like clued
1: into that, like but you're still on the edge of like is this am I just trying to think like this guy's kind of evil, or is he just is he just
0: kind of racist or does yeah. he even not you're trying to, trying to feel to the character out yeah. yeah, so um, so I liked that, man, the scene there's two scenes that are pretty intense. The scene where he discovers the twist that we were talking about earlier with, uh, Austin Williams. And oh, you find yeah. out that she, no, she brought him there for a reason. Um,
1: and the box, right? Yeah. The box of pictures, yeah. pictures in it. Oh.
0: And you're just like, fuck this dude can't catch a fucking break. He's man. like, I got to get out of there. Yeah. Um, so that's a pretty intense scene. Um, I don't think these are ordered in any way, but, um, I will say, I can't remember it very well, but the conversation that he has with, uh, Milton from the office.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Is,
0: I can't remember exactly what, but I remember it being a very good scene and just like well written dialogue, all that. Um, damn, I saw the movie just a few months ago again and I can't remember, but. It's it's a good scene. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Um, but number one has to be the hypnotizing scene oh in God. the chair. Um, it
1: was so strange, like, and it's it's funny because the character, uh, the main character, was so almost like he was almost cautious and weary about like, oh, I don't want to get hypnotized. Like, I don't think that's going to work on me. Yeah, and he like he's been very um, intelligent and smart throughout the whole. Uh, movie and you know very cautious and feeling everything out even though he'd even see his girlfriend betraying him at the end which was crazy but um like yeah he would like that whole scene where he goes into the like the room and then she immediately as she starts turning like the the T and creating that rhythm it's like oh god this is he's like and then the illustration of him going into this dark place and a hole and not being able to come out of it um yeah, that's it's such a good like little twist, and that's yeah. where you really think like, "Wow, this is what's happening."
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a hell of a movie. I'm so glad that we're finally. Uh, getting I know, it to and mind. I freaking delayed it so much. No. I was like, oh, "I'm
1: gonna watch it this weekend." That's, but uh, yeah, I saw it with my roommates uh, last night. So <laughs> that's that's how fresh it is in my mind. Nice. Um, you hit the nail in the head I guess as far as the, the my number one is that hypnotizing scene because it's like she's pretty much like trying to get uh, uh, him to admit like his guilt I guess for his mother like dying or whatever right and so she's trying to like make him vulnerable and that brings him to like that suggestive state and then and then at first the whole movie caught me out by surprise because like I thought it was going to be like okay that's kind of weird like these the main character is noticing everyone. there's like a couple uh, African-American people like on their, you know, like they're almost like servants to them or something like that. So he's like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then he caught on and then he did the thing with the flash where he flashed the phone and then the guy like woke up from his trance. And then you start, you know, the connection with the hypnotizing and all this other stuff. So it really led to this thing and that I didn't expect even until the end where they were like, yeah, like th- these, uh, these uh, people want to become them and like transplant their uh, their consciousness in there. it's it got really interesting at the end, yeah, so I'd say the hypnotizing scene is number one for me. Um, I'd say number two is the where he finds the box with all the pictures in it, with all her past 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 lovers, <laughs> and they're all black guys. And it was... And, oh, and a, and a woman, too. That's... So the woman was... Um, that was... That's a servant there. Oh, right, right, right. She was, like, a girlfriend of hers. So that was, like, interesting that... And then um, that character confronts the main guy um, in the house, remember? And uh, she's, like, smiling at him. and like right. And almost, like, threatening him in a way. And then she starts crying. And, and the whole, like, using tears in the whole movie, it's like... That's them at their... As they're being hypnotized, that's them, like, being there and aware but not have no control and so like that's them snapping out of that trance and then they can like realize oh my god they have these emotions that come out like when he does the flash with the camera like that was another scene that was actually my my third one that was an excellent scene yeah yeah number three would be that one where like he he's like i recognize that guy and then he takes a picture of him, but he you know, hits the flash, and then that wakes him up from his trance, and then he starts bleeding from the nose. Then all of a sudden, like, a couple, couple minutes go by, and then he's like, fine. He's like, oh, stepward wives, kind of. And Jordan Peele takes, like, a lot of influence from, like, stepward wives. You know, i heard of He's, like, he takes a lot of different elements from, like, horror and stuff. Uh, but number... So that's number three. Number four, I'm going to go with... Uh, I think the scene when he, when he uh, this, the scene where he calls his buddy, the TSA guy, and kind of starts, he's like, yeah, this is kind of fucking weird. Like, I think these people are racist. Like, I think I should get out of here. And he's like, yeah, you know what? Like, I think it might be one of these, like, fucked up things. And then the scene where, um, his TSA buddy goes to the police and then he, like, yeah. tries to, and he's like, he's, and he admits, he's like, this is gonna sound pretty freaking crazy, but, like this whole thing's going down, where these people are being brainwashed, and and the you know the, the police are just like sitting there like laughing at him. So it was kind of funny that his buddy, even though like it, he was like his connection to the outside world, and of course pretty much saved him in the end. Right. Um, so that's four, and then I guess five would be the ending. Yeah. Oh, so. Such a good ending. But yeah, it was it was so different, and it it I went into it not knowing really anything about it. I saw the trailer, and that's it. I didn't read anything about it, I didn't watch any videos about it. And what was great is the whole the movie, the pacing of the movie and how everything got revealed through it. Cause it's just like one I started, I was like, Okay, these guys are racist? No, they're not. What's going on? He's like commenting on his like swing and stuff. And then that kind of plays into like they wanted to use their bodies as vessels too to like right. uh, with their abilities and the, you know, the one of the other guys was like a runner and like so, you, like, think about those things, like, with the outcome, like, wow, they want to like actually use these people's bodies to, and their features, and yeah, the
0: so, way they're all commenting about
1: him. Yeah, and it, it's weird when you wa- I want to watch it again because you know if when you look at the earlier scenes, now you know with that in mind, yeah, <clears throat> what their intention is. It changes it. it changes it up. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and you know, I definitely think Jordan Peele. You know, very much earned that Oscar for his uh, original screenplay. So,
0: oh yeah, I was very happy to see him win. Yeah, very happy. I I wanted him to take Best Picture for that. Well, you've seen this and uh, Shape of Water. What'd you like better?
1: I really like Shape of Water. I mean, they're two different kinds of films. Yeah. Um, Get Out really. I need to watch it again to really like, okay, to see it in a different light. But um, it did, there was a lot of different things going on in the film and um, yeah, they kept me engaged and uh, it was interesting to be like like the main character is is in with the audience. Like that's the connection that we have, right? So, you know, we're all freaking scared of like what's unfolding in front of us and like seeing all this stuff. And um, Jordan Peele, like, as far as directing and, you know, it's it's amazing for his kind of big debut film. Um, Yeah, incredible. The score was amazing, too. It was. But uh, Shape of Water is such a different film, and I really enjoyed that film, too. Um, And Guillermo del Toro always makes really interesting films and the creatures that he puts in them. He has so many influences from, like, uh, all the old like you know Frankenstein stories and yeah there's just uh, tons of references that he tries to create and um, wow. put into his stories and yeah it was, a, it was a really cool film too so I don't know I can't pick either one but I haven't seen all the Oscar films that's like kind of a hard thing to hit every year is uh, watching just all these there's a lot of films that come out in
0: the year which ones have you seen
1: uh, that one get out yeah. Dunkirk, Dunkirk, yeah. Which one for uh, sound? Sound, yeah. yeah, sound. That was cool. Yeah, it deserved mixing it. Mixing and like
0: um, sound editing. I still the rico the ricochet of the bullet when they're inside inside the um, when they're inside the the, plane, the cockpit right Yeah. And the plane.
1: Yeah, because it's perfect sound like how it's. Like you hear it over there, and then you look behind you in the theater. And it feels, like fantastic. Fantastic. It feels like it's fantastic. Feels like you're in a plane in the cockpit. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't think I've seen a lot of the films out. I could probably think of so many, but for Oscars, you yeah. um, know, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> There's too many. We gotta list them off, but um, we already we had our you guys want to refer back to one of our episodes um or we've been also counting down some of our top five oscar films i think we had that as a poster yeah
0: back in whenever they do the nominations <laughs> that was a couple months back <laughs> yeah january maybe january like that. um very good very mm-hmm. good i'm glad we got to talk uh yeah get out, get out. i'm glad you liked it get out and it's cool because most like, of the time i suggest things to people and How the fuck did you
1: suggest this to me? (laughs) Well, I was was on the edge of my seat, and I was kind of happy that it ended good. Like, this is the one guy who escaped, pretty much. Yeah. You know, he escaped his, uh, you know, this whole thing, and it folded in front of him. And that's what I like. I like also characters who are just smart, and they're just like, okay, i got to figure out what to do, and i got to get out of here. Actually, another scene I'm remembering is the key. He's like, "Let's get the keys. We're gonna. We are we got to go. We gotta get the keys." And they're all at the front door. And then he's like, "You don't have the keys, do you?" And he yeah. like finally like realizes. And then she's all like, yeah. "Yeah." And then it just all falls apart from there. And the brothers like the that young brother brothers. Fucking asshole! You're oh, a dick, man. He's creeping me out too. Like lacrosse, <laughs> he's trying to like cycle over the back or something.
0: But creepy hair. Oh, it just got yeah. really it creepy. It Got yeah. super weird, man. So. Yeah yeah if you haven't seen get out yet get out of here and fucking go watch it get out hell yeah um let's see. I had one top five in mind, but now that I'm thinking about it i don't know i don't know so I'm looking at to uh, I've made some lists over okay. the past couple of weeks um but i I haven't filled them in uh, <laughs> They're in the same boat. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, okay, here's one. Shawnee, this might be... Okay. I don't like remakes, but sometimes uh, you can understand why a studio would do it. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, what are the top, what are your top five favorite movies that you would like to see remade today? Uh bonus if you can maybe attach a director and star. And this is um, by the way, inspired by the Three Friends podcast.
1: So uh, just want to put that cool. out Cool.
0: Yeah, they do a segment. Cool. Okay. Recast the remake. So uh this is inspired shout by out. that. Yeah, shout out right there. Yeah. Um man,
1: remakes. I mean, there's so many movies I don't want to get remade. Mm-hmm. Back to Future is one of them.
0: But uh oh man, films to be remade. Um that you feel like could be updated or or maybe oh, given man. a second chance. Second chances.
1: Damn, dude, this is hard. Um I mean I gotta say I'm I wanna i am ready for another Batman film, dude. Yeah. But I don't know who's gonna be
0: Batman. Sounds like Jake Gyllenhaal right now, although he denied it. But I just think I think that's all
1: just news up in the air. Just you know, they're gonna eventually pick someone, but um, I don't know Batman. Who to be Batman? I was digging Ben Affleck, but uh, he's done. He's done. I think he's done off that, and it just sucks because like, man, we could have got this like. Could have seen this Batman go a little bit further and just see what they, else they can do with
0: this character. Yeah. They started him off just wrong. And and then in Justice League, it's like he was played for laughs. Yeah. You know? He's fallen all the fucking time. Uh, yeah, man. So, I don't know. I want to see another Batman film.
1: I don't know who I would attach as Batman because it just feels like... I don't know. I just, I just I was digging so many of the different renditions of Batman who's played him over the years... Um, I still feel like we haven't got a solid bat, like Batman and Bruce Wayne. Yeah, um, all those together. Like Christian Bale was a better Bruce Wayne
0: than he than he was a Batman. I, f- I feel yeah. yeah Michael I Keaton was kind of a weird Bruce Wayne. <laughs> he was a fucking awesome. Batman. And then Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah. Not Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. <laughs> Kilmer was just one note, unfortunately. And George Clooney like, <laughs> <laughs> always had his mouth open. <laughs> not George Clooney, but Val Kilmer. God. Yeah
1: his lips were just parted
0: <laughs> but uh, uh
1: yeah Batman well,
0: who would you guess like who are you uh, thinking now I mean it's all like just up you know I'm starting to come around to the idea of Jake Gyllenhaal um I really loved him in uh Nightcrawler yeah and so you know he can really get into his roles yeah know? but um it's tough man I don't know it's I really would have loved to have seen Ben Affleck given a fair shake but, uh, that time has passed, you mm-hmm. know? Plus he's just, unfortunately it seems like he has a lot of personal issues and he's, it seems like he's hitting the bottle pretty fucking hard. And it, I think it shows. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's unfortunate, but it's like, he looked great in BBS. He looked like Bruce Wayne come to life. I was like, that's awesome. But, uh, by Justice League, it was like, eh. <laughs> um. Back got bloated. Back got bloated. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's. That's a tough one because, uh, I think Batman works better, in print in, animation. Yeah, um, animation and in the comics and. That's a good question. I don't know who i cast personally. Well, it's all it's all, up for grabs. I guess I, <laughs> if I. If if time were not an object, I'd cast Gregory Peck.
1: Oh, I know, yeah, Gregory Peck. Yeah. I think
0: that'd be pretty dope.
1: Yeah, man. But uh, Atticus Finch himself. Yep. Yep. But uh, oh man, that would have been a good casting. Yeah. Okay, so Batman. Uh, let's see remakes. I want to see. Oh man. It's tough because there's so many movies I don't want to get pre-made, dude. There's so many movies I can enjoy and love. and uh, I mean, I don't know if they're working on it. I heard they were trying to work on the movie for it, but Spawn would be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still enjoy the, the, the old movie. Like It's definitely dated with the CG and everything or whatnot, but like I think they could do a really cool Spawn movie. And I think they're trying to get that off the ground. As far as another one, I don't know who's going to be casting it, but um, I don't know. I, I think it can get a second chance as far as becoming a you know could possible franchise. Um, remade. I really want to see the Fantastic Four. I, we need right, an MCU yeah. Fantastic Four. We do. And you know what? I don't mind them being sprinkled into some of the other films if that's what it's going to be, or it can be a, like. Yeah, I'd rather have that in doses and then get, like, their full-on, like, featured film. Um, But it's great because they, you know, Marvel has, uh, or, you know, Marvel Studios has the ability to do that after their whole deal is all squared away. I think they're still, like, there's, like, a a period, a grace period. Right. They can't do anything.
0: I think they should be introduced in a Spider-Man movie. That would be fucking cool. Spider-Man, amazing Spider-Man number one. The cover is Spider-Man trying to break into uh, Fantastic the Baxter Building.
1: Oh no way! What's he trying to get, uh, get in there?
0: Um, I think he he's trying to join them. He wants oh, to join man. the team. So it's Spider-Man's second appearance ever, and he I, th- I believe he goes uh, to the Fantastic Four to be like I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> Let me into your team. Let me into your club. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but uh,
1: wow! Yeah. That's that'd be kind of cool. I would definitely love to see that, and I don't know. I've I've just seen there's I've seen both renditions so far as far as featured films, and there's sequ- sequels. Well, they didn't. The last Fantastic Four didn't get a sequel, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I want I want to. I don't know who I would cast because it's just again it's so convoluted now, especially with all the comic book movies coming out, and trying to find like okay who would best fit this role, yeah. like. Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark, the best fitted role for this person. Like, he brings it in as far as that character. Oh, and yeah, I'm super excited for Infinity War, which is like happening in a couple weeks. It's gonna be great. We'll have to do a podcast on that too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Fantastic Four, um, remade.
0: <laughs> Why? Why remake films? <laughs> For the younger generations.
1: For the younger generations. Um. Oh, man. This is so hard. This is so hard. Um. I just keep thinking of my favorite films. Like, nope, I don't want to remember. Yeah.
0: Um. But think of like your 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 top twenty films, where you or like older films that you look, that you dig ooh. that you're like. I wouldn't want to see it remade, but I could understand why. And then you know what I mean? Yeah. Um.
1: <sighs> oh man. I could say fifth element. Ooh. It's a bold choice because I think that movie is very interesting and for its time and how it's created in like kind of this futuristic worldly setup. Bruce Willis, you know, playing his role in there, and Mila Djokovic, or whatever, and yeah, it's it's definitely a good film. I think it's a good film as far as like the the way it was executed, but I don't know. Yeah, I think it seeing a mo- uh, seeing a version of it now, especially with you know the special effects, and then um, I don't know. I think it would be an interesting cast that they can put together too. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and sci-fi films are still very relevant. You know, a lot of people enjoy watching, going out to see sci-fi films, and that one is it has so many different uh, things in one film. It it creates so many different uh, introduces you to so many different worlds and different characters, and what the society looks like, and you know, very much very reminiscent of like Blade Runner. You know, in a few you know hours, it sets up this world that you kind of get really into. So it's interesting to see that and this is like this bigger quest inside the film. So I I don't know. I, it's got all the elements to very you know, to to be get a good film, but also it can I think it can get um heightened, even have, you know, see what other actors can you know heighten the performance of the movie. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, and then I think that's my fourth one the five. Um Damn, man, this is. Oh, what to remake? Oh, man. This is super hard, man. I'm trying to think of what to remake. Um. I'm going to say the. F-
0: This is tough because I just love films how they are, man. <laughs> I know, I know. But then there's some movies that are remakes that. That's true, that like I really. Wizard of Oz is a fucking remake. That's, that's true. You know? That's very true. Man. Wizard of Oz. The Maltese Falcon, I think, is like the third attempt at <laughs> making that story. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. I would remake The Matrix, and I feel like they're gonna do that again. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's been word. Um, like plan out the trilogy ahead of time instead of making the first one awesome and then rushing.
1: Yeah, I just, I just felt like I could see where they're going with like that trilogy. It's you know obviously it's the world away from the Matrix. Like this is what's happening in the real world, and you know we have this war we got to fight and everything like that, but. The whole thing about the Matrix was like it's everything that's happening in the Matrix. That's the whole thing. You can bend reality and all this stuff. Like people are into that, and uh, you know, with that original cast and everything. Like, yeah, that that was like you know, as far as the movies, I you know, I thought Count Reeves killed it as like Neo and like yeah. really owning up to the part. Um, so it'd be interesting to see like who you would cast for Neo, or maybe the the movie could actually be outside of. That story can just be like about them, another story arc in inside the Matrix, happening either before that all those events happened or after. Um, but it's an interesting concept, you know, like humans as batteries. And yeah, <laughs> this a- alien race has just pretty much taken over the world, and we've pretty much destroyed our planet. And we escape to this place called the Matrix, and we think we're
0: living our daily lives. What? Took I took the red pill. Is it the red pill? I don't know. You know that uh, Will Smith passed on the Matrix for Wild Wild West. I heard about that. Yeah.
1: Damn. Yeah. I mean, he's still like a crazy big ass. He's a he's a big uh, movie star still. You know. Fuck though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Matrix.
0: But yeah, for Wild uh, Wild
1: West. Those are the only. Wild, Wild West. I would remake the Wild Wild West movie, dude. <laughs> yes, Wild Wild West. Jim West, Loveless. Less. Yo, I would totally do that. But, like, not as, like, kind of campy, wacky a little bit. Like, yeah, maybe, like, it, a serious. Make it more, like, Django or something. Yes. Oh, dude, that sounds. See, I didn't even think about that. Now I'm going to, like, think of so many different remakes. <laughs> but those are the ones that come to mind. I mean, I don't really. I have a great. Um, passion for films and yeah some films are you know that are remakes are i would feel if it based on your you know your taste or whatever it might be better than the you know the original one or whatever but um it what's great about that is like if they have other remakes you know of course they're pulling influences from each other as far as the the film so it's cool to see these films um share that connection in some way and then maybe you know i think of the remake as a you're broadening the kind of idea of the what was originally shown to you or originally created. You know, it's a from a different angle. Yeah, in, in a way, it'll still be. So yeah, those are the ones that come to mind. Right on. Um I can probably probably think
0: of way more. <laughs> but what what are your what are your, some of yours, Joey? Well, it's it's good that you asked. Um, let's see number. Uh, Number five, I'm gonna go. Uh, Billy Wilder's Ace in the Hole. Ooh, I haven't seen this. Um, it's a fucking awesome movie. Kirk Douglas is uh, this newspaperman, Chuck Tatum, and uh, he's a he's down on his luck, you see. And he strolls into, I believe, New Mexico or Arizona. He's like a big city journalist, and uh, but he's a drunkard, and he's slept with like all of his bosses' wives, and uh, Damn. he convinces this one newspaper to hire him. And then it cuts to, you know, so many months later and he's bored out of his mind in this little town. And the boss sends him on a assignment to cover like fucking turtle races or some bullshit, you know, and he's pissed. So it's him and this photographer, like a Jimmy Olsen type, you know, young, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, everything's fine, mister. Um, And they cut, they stop in this town. And while they're there, Um, a guy gets trapped in a mine. And he's like, we're not going to cover the turtle races. We're going to stay here and cover the mine. And he's like, I'll help you. Right? So everyone's like, oh, he's from the city. He'll help us, blah, blah, blah. And he will help them, but he wants to do it little by little to stretch out the story. Hmm. And he stretches it out for so long, spoilers, that the guy eventually dies in the mine. Uh, And it's just a very bitter but like very truthful look at media and you know the ego behind Mm -hmm. it and everything Uh, it's brilliant Um, and I would like to see you know Spielberg just did the post I haven't seen it yet I want to but I'd love to see Spielberg try and tackle something like that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. something darker with a more uh, cynical kind of Outlook, you know, I yeah. think he could do it. I'd like to see that kind of, yeah, That's I cool. think it'd be Spielberg cool bookend, on you know. Yeah. But,
1: um, I, mean Spiel- I mean, Spielberg has all the, he's hit all the different uh, varieties of films, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I think I mentioned this to you earlier, like, Ready Player One and The Post, like, there's two different types of films there, like, as far as tones and, you know, how, it, even how it plays out. And within just a couple months of each other. Within just a couple months. Which means that's crazy because that dude's been on production busting out those
0: movies. Well, I mean, in 93, he released uh, Schindler's List and Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, dude. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, as uh, a lot of work. <laughs> yeah.
1: But that's cool, man. So you remake it with Spielberg on it. And,
0: and yeah. That's cool. Um, before I would, I would do To Kill a Mockingbird. Because I remember reading that book and feeling kind of the power of what the message was and what they were trying to get across. And then we watched the movie in class and uh I just remember thinking that they cut out all the important stuff because it was when it was made, was it the fifties or the sixties? Mm-hmm. You couldn't go that real as the book did in terms of like portraying the racism and all that kind of stuff. So I felt like it took a little bit of bite out of the story um, and and blunted it in a certain way. But you could definitely get away with that now, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I don't know, just the first directors to come to mind thinking of like that kind of small town story is the Coen brothers Oh, okay. I think they could, like, make each and every little side character super interesting, and um, but at the same time, be very respectful to the source material mm-hmm. and make just a very enriching experience. I'd love to see that. Wow. I c- I'd, I'd be done with that. To be kill Mockingbird? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Number three... Number three, uh, The Odd Couple. Okay. I fucking love The Odd Couple, and it's brilliant. Um, and you really, I would say, don't even change a word of the play. I think it's... Oh, gosh. Simon, something Simon. Um, Neil Simon? No. Let me look this up, because this is going to kill me. <laughs> um, but basically, I think you could keep the uh, the same play... Neil Simon. Um, But what you do is you swap the genders. So it's two girls. Um, I mean, that's very, you know, basic kind of idea, but I think this specific story would be good and you get someone like, you know, fucking Jennifer Lawrence Amy Schumer are looking for a project to do together. Like, that would be perfect. Yeah. Or getting Emma Stone in there. I'm not a big fan of either Jennifer Lawrence or Amy Schumer, but... You know what I mean? Yeah, Just surface level. You, you kind of you can see the poster already. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, um, But yeah, Emma Stone is a treasure, and I would, I wouldn't leave Christine for her in a heartbeat. But <laughs> it would take three heartbeats. <laughs> um, no, not really. I <laughs> love you, babe. Um, so yeah, Odd Couple. I think, or or change the play. I don't know. Update it with more modern shit but whatever yeah just make it good um number two Dog Day Afternoon Dog Day Afternoon haven't seen it oh fuck um next to Godfather Part 2 this is Pacino's Best okay um it's fuck dude I Attica like (laughs) it's it's him and uh John Cazale and um They rob a bank, but it just goes completely wrong. And it just gets weirder and fucking better as it goes on. Um, You got to see it. It's visceral. It's Sidney Lumet. Um, And I feel like the only person, because it's a very New York gritty, real kind of movie. And I feel like the only person that could make a movie like that, maybe not even anymore, but at one time could, is Martin Scorsese. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. He yeah. can, can definitely put together that film. Yeah. Just the the kind of boots on the ground New York sensibility is, that's who I would, of course, go yeah. to. Of course, Izzy, yeah. And then number one, I don't ever want to see this movie remade, but I could see it being remade for the purpose of let's get people to try and watch the original. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The Third Man, uh, the Third Man, which oh, I, I just watched it again the other night. I love this movie so much, um, and I would actually, I think I would let Chris Nolan try and try his hand at Ooh. it. I don't think he has enough whimsy to to pull it off, but um, I could see the source material, him respecting it and mm-hmm. trying to do it justice. Um, I think it'd be pretty wild to see but yeah with all the
1: like tilted uh,
0: Can't, yeah, 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 yeah and stuff so that's my that's my number one movie that I don't want to see remade but I could understand yeah why if they did but, yeah uh, but that's a that's very interesting mm-hmm. that's a that makes it
1: difficult for the list I feel like some of those films you would you usually attach it to like oh, like a film maybe I didn't like mm-hmm. and remaking it. Some of them are films that we enjoy and kind of seeing like, oh, if it was in the hands of a different, you know, team and a different director, how that would, you know, play out. But that's a hard list to, to really it's, put together. Cause I apologize. No, no, it's not, don't apologize, man. It makes me think of all the different movies that I'm going to get remade. <laughs> like, I mean, Transformers, man. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's that's a rough one. Just uh, just press the restart button and and we'll Optimus know. Prime comes out.
0: Um, well, that uh, that does our two individual lists. Yeah. Um, but every week on our show, we also uh, like to do a weekly segment, and uh, right now we're doing. Uh, Beatles records so we've started with Please Please Me and we're going to go through their UK chronological uh, discography and this week <laughs> several weeks ago and, several weeks and ago. this week we are at Beatles for Sale their fourth record uh, so Shawnee uh, did you listen to the record? what did you think? and uh, what are your top five favorite songs <laughs> from this record? It is, is a pretty good record, Ben. I haven't listened to it in a
1: couple of weeks, I would say, since. But uh, um, I have Beatles for Sale, number five, Follow the Sun. Yes! Oh, it's yes. a
0: beautiful song? It's Beatles write about the sun and, <laughs> and good things happen. It sounds so Californian <laughs> for some reason. But,
1: um, yeah, it's a. Uh, oh, man. This record. I like this one too. There's a lot of good songs on it,
0: well, I like the classic '50s rock, but also it almost had a Sun Records early Johnny Cash feeling. At yeah, times as well. yes. Like it's interesting how
1: they're staying very true to like their roots as far as the you know, kind of the music they're they're creating and writing at the earliest of their career. And yeah, this record has that still that same kind of feel. Title's are very interesting, like I'm a loser. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, very good one. <laughs> Which is uh, actually number four on mine. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm a loser. <laughs> Sweet segue.
0: Sweet segue.
1: Um, number three, I have Mister Moonlight. It's oh, a w- tr- wonderful song. I'm trying to remember how it starts. Mister Moonlight.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh.
1: Like just jumping. There's Ray. a lot of just. Yeah. A lot of good harmonies uh, throughout the song too, and yeah. there's a lot of good vocal like work. A lot of them, you know, as far as their vocal range and work on the, each of the songs
0: on this record. There's a lot of songs on this one. This song has been stuck in my head the past few days. Just you have this like,
1: one. You have this one I'm on. Uh, it's I know you're getting
0: close to your, It's coming. It's coming. Oh, yeah. this is the one that's in transit. Yeah, the the only ones I was missing were uh, please, please me. Beatles for sale and uh, Magical Mystery Tour, so I ordered those. I'm oh. uh, excited. And then you have your whole Beatles collection, mm-hmm. right yeah, on vinyl. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to get the uh, the mono masters. Ooh, yeah, of all the records. I mean, you know, <laughs> then then it's on to singles, and then maybe I'll try to get it all in mono, and then in stereo. Damn. No, we'll we s- should try to get like all
1: original. Uh, or something are they all no no um, no.
0: that's that, that would be so expensive yeah I can't I just can't be doing that that's the that's the true <laughs> that's the true collector is like gotta get the original one
1: I mean I that's super to. cool to have like a collection like that man
0: yeah
1: um okay so I have number three is Mr. Moonlight nice number two Words of Love right on very ballady like yeah just, yeah love <laughs> give it up for love let's give it up for love guys but um, yeah it stays true to like the Beatles you know kind of like pop sensibility and yeah and you know that's traditional music in that way as far as singing about love and romancing and the longing for each other so um, yeah that's one that stuck out and just like just a romantic fucking song man so it's true uh, so that's number two, and then number
0: one, eight days a week. Um, which it's almost is... almost not even fair to put this, you know, like, of course it's going to be number one. Of course one. it's number one, man. Yeah. It's
1: great, because it's talking about this working class person, and, you know, after this this day or week or whatever, you know, you know they see each other in this, you know, I don't know, it's just, like, again, the longing kind of theme. Yeah. Um. But it's funny because like you know we all work or whatever, and it's like this person's just you know the the way it's being emoted as far as like the you know the feelings like yeah I'm a hard hardworking person, but I like coming home to you and yeah,
0: it's it's perfect. Yeah. It's a perfect pop song. Perfect pop song. Yeah. It would it would be on number one as well. Yeah, it, I mean it has to be. It's uh, it's almost by default. By you know? default, <laughs> um, it's almost not fair. It's got to be six. Um I would follow that with uh I'll follow the sun. I absolutely adore this song. Um I love it. I love it. So it'd be number one if Eight Days a Week wasn't on the track. Um Yeah. It's ah, it's so great. It's so good. <laughs> it's so great. It's very uplifting. Um number three, what you're doing. Oh yeah. What you doing? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's and if you listen to the love record uh, from the uh, Cirque Delay or whatever it mm-hmm. is, um, they blend. Drive my car. What you're doing? Oh, and one more. I can't. I can't. They they blend. These, blend them all together and like seamlessly. It works so well. Um, it's insane. But, uh, let's, see. do I have it? Do I, ha- I don't have it, but, uh, oh cause I would not to tell hearing. you, I would yeah. not to tell you I'm going to find it. Just give me one hot second. Imaginary audience. You're not even there. You're imaginary. No <laughs> match. So it's okay. Um, I'm going to tell you what it is right now. You ready for this? (laughs) Drive my car, what you're doing, The Word. The Word. It's off a rubber sole. It's so good.
1: That's going to be interesting. So they blend all three songs together? Yes. Uh, We'll listen to it after
0: this, yeah. What? It's so good. All at once? Yeah, we're going to listen to it, yeah. Wow. Right Okay. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right, so one, two, three four i want to say no reply oh i remember that one no reply reply. it it's it kicks off the record oh Um, that's right the it's the track one yeah it's uh john lennon's being kind of a creeper he's like you didn't pick up the phone so i went to your house and i looked through your window and you were there (laughs) but it's, it's it's good John Lennon's vocal work on this, on this record is so fucking early rock and roll. Like I'm just going to fucking go for it. I'm going to just put a microphone in front of me and what you get is what you get. And it's going to be fucking awesome. (laughs) Um, yeah. And then, oh man, I want to go Mr. Moonlight for five. Mr. Moonlight. It's so good. It's been stuck in my head. I can't not (laughs) put it in there. Um, because we love you.
1: Uh,
0: it's like <laughs> Again, it's the vocal that work. Yeah.
1: Like 50s. The vocal you know. work on that is, is incredible, man. Yeah.
0: Super good. Super good stuff. <sighs> Shit. Beatles. 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 The Beatles. Beatles. Next week, we'll do um, Beatles for Sale. Help. Help is the next oh, record. Help. I need somebody. somebody. Um, I, I can't wait. Gonna it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna be listening to Help all this week. Good night, thank God. Let me get to Rubber Soul.
1: I'm super excited for that. Do we have, yeah, we have a couple of good records coming up here. And The Revolver. <laughs> and Sergeant Peppers. Oh, Sergeant Peppers. <sighs> it's great. That's
0: probably one of my favorite Beatles records. So good. Of all time. I'm thinking after we get through the records, then we could do like, uh, Favorite John songs. Favorite Paul songs. Ooh. Okay. You know what I mean? Go through each one. And then there's, fuck, there was one other one that I was thinking of. I can't remember at the moment. Do album my album. So like, again. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> it's <laughs> going to be, great. Gonna be great. Pick our new top fives for each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Those were some good lists. Yes. Great lists, quite 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 a, a good amount tonight, yeah.
1: And I'm happy we're like recording this right here and right here, right now.
0: Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, happy to be back with you, but <laughs> very happy. Um, do you have anything to share this week with our audience?
1: Um, I, I don't know, man. I've been just really. I would say thankful for having... Thank you for having me here. I would just say I really appreciate uh, you having me stay this weekend. Excited to see you and, like, hang out. And, um, yeah, we're excited just to, like, keep podcasting. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything else as far as something to share. But, uh, you know, uh, I can't wait to... Oh, I'm I'm getting a new guitar. So, you know, hopefully... um, it's gonna be a Gretsch hollow body guitar, so I will report back to you guys on that one. See how it is, and play it. And uh, but um, you can do some naughty things, do some musically very naughty with things. on it. naughty. <laughs> it's gonna be fun.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be pretty great. Uh, Joe, do you have anything to share this week? Um, no, just one more thank you to uh, to your family um for the hospitality and everything. Um we love you guys. And uh to Gary and Shirley who we met in Stockbridge, Edinburgh, and uh, you guys are hilarious. And uh anyone else that I met? I don't think we... And to Lisa, the crazy Airbnb lady that we fled from. I hope you're doing well. Um <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> Karma, I wish her well. <laughs> I wish her well. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out to the family. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Best part of the trip, by far. <laughs> well, that does it. That does it. That does it. In the new, uh, in the new man cave. Had a yes. couple beers here. If you can't, can't tell, guys. Can't tell. Still, still work on mine. Speech is getting a little funny. <laughs> um, I'm happy <laughs> to be back. It's been great. Yeah, it's still been- renewed. Renewed. Renewed in the nude. Renewed in the nude. Yes. It's a new life. It is a nude life. It's a circle of life. Of jerks. Circle of life of jerks. <laughs> yes. Circle of jerks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, until next time. I'm Joey Prott. And Have I'm Sean Day.